In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. In the beginning, God created Adam and Eve to be several things to the creation. One of these things was that Adam and Eve were to be representatives of God to the whole creation. Adam and Eve were to do the work that God had called them to do in service to the other creatures, specifically to name them. God's plan in the creation was that humanity would serve the creation as a representative for God. And in this role, humanity would do the work of God for the creation. Someone who represents God and also who does the work of God is called a priest. And Adam and Eve were the first priests of the creation. Unfortunately, Adam and Eve succumbed to the temptation and instead of representing God and caring for the creation, they acted as God himself and took the creation for their own when they stole the fruit from that tree. When they did this, Adam and Eve, and indeed all humanity, lost the ability to be priests. We no longer represented God because we were unable to care and serve his creation. Fortunately, God set in motion a plan to fix all this, to restore humanity back to its priestly role. With Moses came the law, the temple, and the priests. These priests were set aside to represent God to the nation of Israel, and these priests were also taken with, uh, tasked with doing the work of God by ministering to the people of Israel so that this nation would be set apart from the other nations of the world. The priests of Israel, unfortunately, would also fail at their calling. From Ezekiel, Woe to the shepherds of Israel who feed themselves. Should not the shepherds feed the flocks? My flock was scattered over the whole face of the earth, and no one was seeking or searching for them. Because there was no shepherd, nor did my shepherds search for my flock, but the shepherds fed themselves and did not feed my flock. It would seem from this criticism that to be a representative of God, to be a priest of God, one must expect to sacrifice for the benefit of the other. Sacrifice was not something the priests of Israel were willing to do. And just like Adam and Eve, they acted as God himself and took what was not theirs. They took the good things of the nation and left little for the people. In today's gospel, our Lord pronounces a terrible judgment on Jerusalem. Quote, For days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment around you, surround you and close you in on every side, and level you and your children within you to the ground, and they will not leave in you one stone upon another, because you did not know the time of your visitation. This same judgment that was read today in Luke's gospel is also found in Matthew's gospel, where Jesus gives a lengthy and blistering rebuke to the Jewish leadership. Quote, For they bind heavy burdens hard to bear and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. Again, the priests, instead of representing God to the people of Israel, they acted as if they were God. They took what was not theirs to take 
and left nothing for the people. Fortunately, God did not let this be the end of the story. He sent his own son, Jesus Christ, to be the perfect representation of God the Father. Jesus was the great high priest. As the word made flesh, he was able to perfectly represent the Father for the whole world. Jesus knew that being a priest required sacrifice. And on the cross, not only is Jesus the priest, he is also the sacrifice. As is said in the Mass, Jesus made there on the cross an offering of himself as a full, perfect, and sufficient sacrifice, oblation, and satisfaction for the sins of the whole world. And then something interesting happened. Jesus, on the day of Pentecost, had made all baptized Christians priests of the whole world. As it says in Acts, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be the witnesses of me in Jerusalem, and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. We are witnesses of Christ. That is, we are representatives of Christ. That is, we are priests of Christ to the whole world. This is what is meant by the Reformation idea of the priesthood of all believers. This does not mean that all believers are ordained priests who represent Christ in the Mass and in the other sacraments, but this does mean that all baptized Christians represent Jesus Christ to the world. As St. Peter says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praise of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. How do we represent Christ to all the world? How do we fulfill our vocation as part of the priesthood of all believers? We must turn to the epistle for the answer. St. Paul tells us that all Christians are given different gifts by the Holy Spirit. Quote, the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Jesus sends to us his Holy Spirit and gives us tools or gifts that we can use to be representatives of him to the rest of the world. And we use these gifts to minister to the world. Quote, For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy. Other spiritual gifts may include hospitality, service, generosity, evangelism, leadership, and so on and so on. It's important to note that these gifts are exactly that. They are gifts. They do not belong to us. As representatives of Jesus to the world, we are priests to the world. That is, our calling and our vocation. Everyone baptized, everyone who is a baptized Christian is a representative of Christ. And therefore, every baptized Christian is a priest, part of the priesthood of all believers. Today's gospel is preceded by a parable that Jesus tells of a certain nobleman who went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom, and this nobleman would return. So the nobleman called some of his servants and gave them each a mina. A mina is a form of currency, like a talent or a shekel. And he said to the servants, do business 
till I come. One of the servants takes the mina, and being a savvy businessman, he traded it and earned ten mina as profit. The master returns and is delighted, saying, Well done, good servant. Because you are faithful in a very little, have authority over ten cities. Another servant was able to earn five minas, and the master rewarded him accordingly with having authority over five cities. The notable thing about this parable is the final servant, who instead of doing business as the master had commanded, he hid the money away, fearing he would lose it. The master declares this servant wicked and pronounces judgment on him, saying, Take the mina from him and give it to him who has ten minas. For I say to you that to everyone who has will be given, and from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. This parable is about using our spiritual gifts for the service of God. The wicked servant was not wicked because he was bad with finances. He was wicked because he did not use the gifts God had given him in the way God had commanded. The wicked servant had committed the same mistakes as Adam, Eve, and the priests of the past. He took what was not his for himself. As representatives of God, as priests ourselves, we must therefore be very careful not to repeat the mistakes of the past. Being a, a priest requires sacrifice, requires using our gifts for the benefit of others. The church is very clear that everyone will have their own day of visitation, just as Jerusalem did in today's gospel. And everyone will be called to give an account to our Lord, just as the servants of this parable. We have been given an incredible privilege to represent Christ to others. The way we learn to use our gifts is through sacrifice of time, to spend time with God in prayer, through our sacrifice of food and other goods, through our fasting. When we participate in these spiritual disciplines, the Holy Spirit is more effectively able to enter into us and teach us how and when and to whom we should be ministering to. The first spiritual gift St. Paul mentions is the ability for all Christians to declare Jesus Christ as Lord. The first thing Jesus does after pronouncing judgment on Jerusalem is to restore the temple to a house of prayer. Prayer, fasting, receiving the sacraments, these are the most important things we can do because they ensure we remain faithful representatives of Jesus to the world. They're also the tools that keep us trained on listening to and following the direction of the Holy Spirit so we know when, where, how, and whom we should use our gifts so that our lives are a holy and living sacrifice to God for the benefit of others. Use of our spiritual gifts must be done alongside the Holy Spirit. If we try to use our gifts without his guidance, we take what is not ours for ourselves, and we stop being representatives of Christ, and all the work we do will lead to nothing. Remember, that no other community in the world can offer life. Only Jesus has conquered death, and only his church can offer life to the world. It is therefore of the utmost importance that we take our calling to minister to the world seriously. Let us then be diligent in our prayers, 
diligent in our fasting and diligent in our participation in the church so that we may be able to represent God to others, that we may be able to sacrifice ourselves to God for the good of others, that we may be able to use our gifts, that we would feed the flock, that we would search out the lost sheep, that we would provide rest for those who are overburdened, that we may love our neighbor as ourselves, that we are able to bring life into this world, that at the last, in our own time of visitation, we may be told, well done, good and faithful servant. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.